Joining us now, David Glenn from the North Carolina Sports Network to talk about this potential move, an exit, if you will, of the ACC. Florida State and their board of trustees today, David, voting to sue the ACC over the grant of rights in an effort to exit the ACC. Can you sum up this whole situation and tell us what in the world is going on? Yeah, Chris, it's always good to be with you. Florida State is antsy because the financial gap between the SEC and the Big Ten, the only two leagues that are just making insane amounts of TV and other money right now, and even the Atlantic Coast Conference and the Big 12, the other two most influential leagues at this point, that gap is in the tens of millions of dollars right now per year per school. And by 2026, it's going to be more than $40 million per year per school. And Florida State and others are antsy about that because it's difficult to beat your competitors on the field if they have, you know, a check that's $40 million larger every single year moving all the way through the expiration of the ACC's current TV deals, which go all the way to 2036. Mm-hmm. The, the Seminoles basically don't think they can afford the status quo all the way through 2036. So they're going to ask a judge in the legal system, hey, can we wiggle out of this expensive grant of rights agreement that we signed? Can we avoid part of this $130-plus exit fee? Uh, They just decided that it was worth finding the answers to those questions uh, because they didn't want to just kind of keep riding forward under the current scenario. I I read today it's going to cost Florida State an estimated $500-plus million to try to leave the ACC. Is it worth it financially? Well, they're going to argue that, put it this way, the FSU attorneys threw out that number, $500 million-plus, which is exactly what we've been reporting at ncsportsnetwork.com for months now, that even if you're going to make money in your new league, a lot more money, that's a heck of a number to overcome. What Florida State's attorneys are going to try to do, and I personally believe they have an uphill battle in this regard, not a zero chance, but just the lesser legal argument, they're going to say that the grant of rights is an unreasonable, illegal restraint of trade. I would never torture you and your listeners with an antitrust law analysis, Chris, (laughs) But some things that are anti-competitive do violate our laws in the United States. FSU is going to make the legal argument that the grant of rights, because it extends so far into the future, is an illegal, unreasonable restraint of trade. The way a listener of yours might say that some non-compete clause that they signed as a salesperson may have been too many years into the future for it to be reasonable. So they, they would file a lawsuit saying that that's an illegal restraint on my commercial activity. Florida State will make that that uh, argument. They also, I think, are going to have another argument about the 130-plus million exit fee. I, I'm not sure what that one is going to be. Maybe they'll say that's too large to be reasonable as well. I don't like their chances at all on that one. But the grant of rights has never been tested in court, mm-hmm. and that's why any attorney would be unwise to tell you or your listeners that they're certain how any court case would come out. Well, my next question, well, I've got a lot of questions about this whole thing, <laughs> but, but the, the, the next question is, all right, let's say this happens and Florida State gets out of the grant of rights and they can pay the $500 million to exit the ACC. Where do the Seminoles go? It seems like the SEC and the Big Ten, they're not really clamoring to get the Seminoles. Would a landing spot maybe be the Big 12? Could SF, uh, FSU go independent? Then what do they do with the rest of the sports? Where do they go if they're not in the ACC? Well, this is a blend of of fact and opinion, so I'll label it that. But just remember, if they somehow win on the grant of rights, that lowers the amount that they're paying to leave to more in the $140 range rather than the $500 Again, I don't think they'll win on that grant of rights battle, but that is a much more manageable. I know it sounds $140 sounds like a lot, and it is. 
but it's a much more manageable number if you're going to jump to a league that can pay you as much as uh, at least two other leagues can. I personally don't believe the Big 12 has any better football TV value than the ACC does. And I know that the Big 12 schools only make slightly more than the ACC on a per-year basis. So financially, that would be a lateral move for the Seminoles. I mean, are they so angry at the ACC that they would make a lateral move just to be part of another league? Maybe. Um, But, of course, the Seminoles would much more quickly want to jump to the SEC, where I think there's serious obstacles because the Gators of Florida Mm -hmm. don't want FSU in their league. The Gamecocks of South Carolina wouldn't want a Clemson in their league. So there's a couple of no votes before you get to the meat of the matter. I think the more intriguing possibility is the Big Ten. Because with conference realignment, Chris, it's usually about adding to your current geography. Florida State would not add to the SEC's current geography. They're already in Florida with the Gators. It would add one of the most populous states of America, Florida, to the Big Ten's footprint, which, thanks to its recent expansion or or ongoing expansion, is going to include California and Oregon and Washington, plus the more traditional Big Ten states, moving forward. So it it would be, you know, one more step for the Big Ten to maybe get to 20 members with the addition of the Seminoles. But I can promise you this, both the Big Ten and the SEC have told FSU, you are an intriguing football brand. You are an improving uh, academic institution. We would, in a vacuum, be intrigued by you as a candidate for the Big Ten especially. However, as long as you have this unpredictable legal black cloud hovering over your head called the Grants of Rights, we are not seriously taking your phone calls. And I think that's one more reason for Florida State to file this lawsuit. Even if they don't get many of the legal answers that they want, they'll at least be closer to knowing, you know, the more specific cost of them leaving. Uh, And maybe that is a number somewhat less than the 500 million plus. Visiting with David Glenn from the North Carolina Sports Network. You can read his work at ncsportsnetwork.com. Are others around the country, maybe not just the ACC, but around the country in general, watching these proceedings to see how it works out and what realignment could look like moving forward? Absolutely, because if you got out of the grants of rights entirely, and again, I don't think that's going to happen, but let's say a judge somewhere and it's upheld on appeal says, Wow, signing a grant of rights for 20 years. Remember, the the grant of rights was originally signed in 2013, and it's through 2036. That's 23 years, if my math is correct. My head is spinning today, Chris, so don't don't hesitate to correct me on that. But 2013, that's that's a restraint of trade, right? Keeping you, making it really, really expensive to leave your league for a 23-year period. That's really long. And as with my analogy earlier, you can have a non-compete clause with an attorney. Those are basically universally allowed or deemed to be legal as long as they're not too long or too long for whatever local circumstances are in play. If somehow Florida State got out of the grant of rights entirely, well, any league that currently has a grant of rights is going to get real nervous real quick, and anybody who's intrigued by leaving their current contract or conference is going to be excited because leaving just got a lot less expensive. So those are among the things they're watching, along with the possibility that we'll get to at some point in the coming years where, where maybe the top 60-plus schools just break away. And what we think of conferences at this point and for the last you know, 70 or 100 years, 
maybe what we view as conferences, at least for the sport of football, goes away entirely, at least for the biggest football programs. David Glenn joining us. DG, we're out of time. There's a lot more we need to talk about on this subject, so look forward to having you back real soon to talk more about what's going to happen in the future of college athletics. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Right back to you and your listeners, man. Always good to be with you.